Welcome back to the AIM Podcast. Today we sit down with special guest, Stacy Irvin Jr. Guys, this is a special episode. I was so fortunate to get to do this episode in person with Stacy in Orlando, Florida a few weeks ago. You guys are truly going to love this conversation. Stacy brings so much knowledge and value to this episode that you guys will get to take away from and enjoy. Before we dive in though, I do want to give a shout out to Flex Pro Meals. This is a brand that I've started working with and I can honestly say they have changed the game for me. I'm super busy in this season of life. I'm constantly traveling and I don't have a ton of time to cook, but I still want to eat super healthy. And so Flex Pro Meals has come into my life and solved that problem for me. They're incredibly healthy and they're ready to go on demand. So I don't have to think about cooking. I don't have to think about unfreezing something. I literally stick it in the microwave, heat it up and boom, I'm ready to go. If you guys want to check them out, I highly recommend them. They are linked in the show notes. You can also go check them out on their Instagram or online and use code AIMPODCAST at checkout for 20% off your first order, which is so dope. You guys will love it. They've got so many options. You can also actually buy the food by the pound. Um, And that's typically what I'll do. I'll get chicken. I'll get steak. I'll get rice. I'll get sweet potatoes. I'll get the staples and I'll just make it super clean. So you guys have a lot of options. Let's dive right into this episode. Without further ado, Stacy Irvin Jr. Stacy, thank you so much for coming on the AIM podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for coming out here. I'm excited to have a little conversation, see where this takes us, and hopefully this reaches some people and sets them down a path that will help them. Absolutely, bro. I, I've really enjoyed getting to know you over the last few years. It's crazy that we talked about this when I first walked in. I haven't seen you in a while, and it's crazy to think that you know we've been able to stay in touch, thankfully through social media and whatnot, but it's been a while, but I'm so glad to be here with you, and, and thank you for letting me come over and, and record this episode with you here in Orlando. Yeah, absolutely, bro. I mean, you know, we, we haven't seen each other in about two years or so. A lot has transpired, but a lot of good things have, have happened and a lot of growth. So I'm excited to see you again, excited to again have this conversation, see where it takes us. Dude, you're, you're the man. You've been able to accomplish so much success in a variety of categories throughout your life, from gymnastics to WWE and that whole you know chapter of your life, which I know is crazy. And now obviously with the fitness and the content and all the cool things you're doing, you know, one topic that I think you're very qualified to speak on, and I think it'd be so helpful for our audience is how we can clear our mind because you've done a variety of things where you have to be very mentally focused and intentional, mm-hmm. but with, you know, the things of this world and of life and how busy things get, I think that's a topic I would love to dive into um, with you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what I think is most important to understand is that baseline calmness, peace is where I feel we should come from and it's important to be able to cultivate that in ways that you can call upon it when you need to. Because you're never certain when you're going to need to call upon that calm. And I'm not saying I'm perfect at it. I mean, even this morning I woke up and my mom was racing and I was like, okay, what do I go do? I can do this, I can do that, I can do this. I was like, let me shut off my mind and go take a walk and get into the day. Feel the sun on my skin, get moving, and then clarity kind of comes from that. But Having that baseline piece is, is super critical, I think, for being able to execute consistently in your life. Yeah, man, I love that. And I love how you use a you know, prime example of something that you experienced today. And obviously, 
you've been building on building on the consistency and all the things that you've grown in, but you're very transparent about how it's something you still deal with, mm-hmm. you know, re- regularly, mm-hmm. um, which is super interesting. You put out a post that I commented on a few days ago. I thought was awesome, but it's just you sitting by the dock, kind of enjoying the view, the water, the elements, but you say in the caption, just be, mm-hmm. I want you to go a little bit in depth about why you posted that. And what does that mean in relation to kind of just having a clear mindset and, you know, understanding how that works into all the things that you do. Right. Well, first and foremost, I posted that because I don't think that we see calmness, peace, and being enough on social, on mass media, on anything, at least within America. Like everything is always hustle, grind, go get it, wake up, start running. Like, where's the peace? Where's the peace? Where does peace fit into this equation? And why do we feel that it is so bad? Why is it such a bad thing to take a moment for yourself to literally do nothing? That was, that was how I captioned that post. Sometimes the best thing you can do is nothing. And it's true. And again, let's go off on why I made that that day. I had a very strenuous day of workouts, not the greatest sleep leading up to this uh, particular day. Um, I, a lot of things have been shifting and just out of routine. And I knew that. I have the awareness of that, first and foremost. You have to have the awareness of like why you're feeling a certain way. So I wasn't like, oh, woe is me. This sucks. Like I just, I just need to rest because I don't know why. I just need... No, I knew very tangibly like why I needed to rest. Um, and I was like, you know what? This is the day that I can t- take a step back, really sit and enjoy this presence of mind and this peace and being... Um, and to follow up on why that's so important is because we're doing things all the time. And to run the risk of sounding like some, you know, self-development, woo-woo bullshit kind of guy, like, we're not human doings, we're human beings. Mm, like, it's good. Yeah, we it's be, very good. So if we don't take time to just be, we end up running ourselves ragged and we're doing a billion things, but are they even productive? Like, do we even take the time to think, is what, I, am, am, is what I'm doing actually serving my goals, serving myself, serving my community and others? Or am I just doing something for the sake of doing something and being busy? Wow. And I think taking that time to step back and just be at times will give you perspective to zoom out and be like, oh, well, I could have been doing X, Y, Z all day, but honestly, what would that have really gotten me where would that have really set me down like would that have made progress on my path that's so good bro and I really appreciate you sharing that have you read the book The Mindful Athlete by George Mumford I haven't you would love that book so it's interesting you you bring up the word awareness and I think that's a key component to having a clear mind because without having the actual physical awareness of what's going on it's going to be very hard to have that peace or to have that tranquility and it talks about it in the book so George Mumford quick background on him he was the mindset mental coach for like Michael Jordan Kobe Bryant some incredible athletes Mm -hmm. and one of the big things he would teach these athletes is you need to be very aware of the present moment that you're in Mm -hmm. you can't get too high you can't get too low Mm -hmm. because you know obviously you're you're a former high level athlete you can speak on this I'm sure 
But in these high pressure situations, there's so many decisions and so many things you're thinking of. And if you're not able to find that balance of being aware and also being present, Mm -hmm. it's going to be very hard to make proper decisions. A hundred percent. And I think awareness is something that is trained, right? You're not aware of something. You don't know what you don't know. And if you are lacking in an area of awareness, it is something that can be taught and something that can be expanded upon. And awareness precedes change. Mm. You can't change anything you're not aware of. So especially in those high pressure situations and those moments where you need to just shut the mind off. Well, if you're unaware that that's a moment in which you need to take control and shut your mind off, you can't make that change. If you're unaware that it is a situation that is causing you stress, you're not going to be able to change it. You have to have that awareness, like he says, and be present in that moment to understand, oh, this is the moment in which I can make that change. Yeah, I agree. And you kind of touched on it, which was which was interesting. And I I totally agree with this. But as your mind gets cluttered, as things begin to occupy your your ability to make decisions, Mm -hmm. your motives and your goals and your aim, whatever you're aiming for can get slightly tilted and slightly shifted Mm -hmm. when you're not intentionally seeking you know why did you start what was their main reason because like dude even with our phones like we wake up and we check our phones we get blasted our mind starts getting occupied by all these things and now we're slowly shifted and it's foggy and it's like hard to see the direction we're trying to go and so without intentionality like hopefully someone listening to this can just be encouraged to like take a step back and understand why are you doing what you're doing like you said when we don't have that focus, we're gonna probably miss the mark of where we're headed. Right. Another thing too, since you just brought it up, is if the first thing you're doing in the morning is grabbing your fucking phone, stop, (laughs) stop doing it. If you have to turn your alarm off, cool, that's fine. But if you are grabbing your phone and starting to scroll immediately upon waking consciousness, you're walking into a minefield, a mental minefield. You could, you could wake up to a text that you didn't want to see. You could wake up to a push notification. You could start scrolling. You see a news article or something that is like negative. Even if it's like something that's minor. Sure. This shifts your focus, your perspective immediately upon waking up. You're very impressionable upon your waking state. And so it's extremely important to be intentional with that time and use that time to mold your day. Right. That is the the morning is the ultimate time for you to set your attitude intentionally. And we all know that your attitude determines your latitude. Your attitude is your perspective on the world. And so if you wake up, you start scrolling, you're seeing you're seeing a funny cat video. The next thing you're seeing somebody die. The next thing you're seeing somebody's in a fight. The next thing you're seeing is somebody with a thirst trap on IG. The next thing you see is some news article. The next you don't know what you're going to get. You're sure. literally playing Russian roulette first thing out of bed. And you haven't even left the bed yet. You know what yeah, I'm saying? For sure. So I, I'm, really, I'm, really, I, I'm really serious about that for people because I've noticed a huge difference in my life. It's not like I've never used to do that. Yeah. But like now, when I say I don't do that, I mean like 99% of the time I don't do that. And when it is that 1% of the time that I do do that, it's me having lack the intentionality and discipline to not like see the notification pop up just that's already on my phone. I'm still not seeking it, but like if there's a notification on my phone and I look at it, even to me, that's like, oh, dang, because now I know I got a text message I got to respond to, or now I know that um, there's some notification. I got most of the notifications turned off on my phone, if I'm being entirely honest, because like 
ain't nothing that important that you need <laughs> to like get a push notification from some app. Let's be real. Um, <laughs> but I digress from, from that point. Like it's just very important to take control of that, especially in the morning to mold where you're thinking and, and what you are getting yourself into that day. For sure. Set your vibe. What for people listening that maybe are consumed or trapped in that that routine, what would you encourage them to do? And and maybe if you're comfortable, share a little bit more about like your, what your personal morning routine looks like and how you can set yourself up with intention to to kind of go about your day. A hundred percent. Two two parts to that. You're asking, what would I what would I recommend to somebody to kind of break the habit of getting on their phone immediately? And what does my morning routine look like? Sure. First part, one thing I would recommend to break the habit of getting off of your phone from the immediacy of you getting out of bed is set your phone somewhere else. Um, my phone is either in my bathroom overnight or it's on my dresser, which is away from, I have to get up to turn off my alarm. So that would mean also that I would have to get up and intentionally know that when I'm grabbing my phone that I would then need to open it and start scrolling, whatever. And that little pause there gives you enough space, has given me enough space to break that habit because then you're actively choosing to scroll. So does it t- it's going to take discipline regardless, you know? It's like anything else. Everyone asks for one hack, simple trick, everything, even the hacks sure. require discipline. And that's just discipline of mind to say, hey, I'm intentionally setting this away from me so I don't scroll. So you still have the option to scroll, right? Like right. I could still pick up my phone, grab it, return to bed, start scrolling. But now you're doing that intentionally. Um, and it's one of those things where you'll feel the benefit after you know, it's not like an immediate, like, I get dopamine because I didn't necessarily <laughs> get on my phone. Maybe it will. You never know. Sure. Um, but that, that is super crucial. Um, the second part, my morning routine, it varies in seasons, right? There have been times in which I've had like a very lengthy morning routine and I was like doing all this stuff. And then I realized like I ended up getting to this point where I was just doing the routine to, for the sake of doing the routine. It wasn't setting me up to be effective. Um, and so now what I do for my morning, which I do feel has been pretty effective, is getting up, brush my teeth, whatever, get a glass of water, maybe put a little hydration stick in it or something that you know brings me some hydration, brings that life back to me, give me some sodium because you're dehydrating when you're sleeping, you're just, you're just breathing out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like anyway, 100%. Um, getting some hydration in the morning and then I personally have been waking up and getting in the Word. I open my Bible, maybe I'll read... One chapter, two chapters, doesn't matter. Maybe I'm reading five chapters. Who knows? Maybe I'm reading a whole book. It doesn't really matter, but I'm getting in there to, to get fed spiritually. It gives me something mentally. It gives me a mental win because I'm sitting with quiet mind reading. It gives me a spiritual win because I'm connecting with God. And so like I'm setting my day off well. And then I will either typically from there take a pause and have some meditation, meditative time just in silence, either to reflect on the scriptures I read or just like, breathe and uh, get into my day or go do some physical activity, typically like a walk or something, quiet the mind down, just get into the flow of the day. But again, major key for someone trying to break that habit of them waking up and getting on their phone, set it somewhere that you have to get out of bed to get it, turn the alarm off, and then just remain vigilant and have the discipline to not start engaging with social media or news outlets or even text messages immediately out of bed, chances are there's not many emergencies popping up, right? So it's not like every morning you don't have an emergency text. 
Now, if you do have an emergency text, of course, respond if you can. Sure. How will I know if it's an emergency text? Well, usually if someone texts you, it's probably not an emergency. They're probably going to call you. Yeah. So <laughs> let's just say that. But yeah, break the habit of that immediately. That will be the number one thing that would change your life if that's a habit that you're into. Dang, that's so good, man. I appreciate you sharing your personal um, routine and some of the practices that you personally do. I, uh, I've i never been, obviously, here at all these clickbait titles and, you know, most successful people's morning routines, and there are these, like, 20-step. It's just insane, it's, and it's overwhelming for most people, and there's a high barrier to entry to start those practices where I like how you've kind of boiled it down to just a, a few basic things, but they're intentionally done, and they have real value, and you can see the tangible, you know, effects of, you know, what they're doing in your life and how it sets you up for your day. 100%. And one thing that I will add there too is everybody has a different uh, experience in their own life, right? So what works for me might not work for somebody else. How I feel in the morning is not necessarily how you feel in the morning. What you need in the morning might not be what I need in the morning. And that's okay, but you do have to like seek those answers in order to like find what does work for you in order to make something that works for you. But one thing that came across my, one thing that came across one of my feeds recently was um, you need three wins every day. You need a physical win, you need a a mental win, you need a spiritual win. So, uh, you know, you get, if you rack those wins up earlier in the day, again, it just builds that confidence for you. But again, I'm getting a spiritual, mental, and physical win in the morning just by starting the day with some intentionality behind it. Yeah, that's good. I love how you bring up those three components. I think no matter who you are, obviously, this is not me pushing anything. I, I personally believe that faith well, faith is a huge part of my life. You know, it's, it's carried me out of a lot of situations. Yeah, I think we should push the faith thing. I think, yeah, I was, yeah 100%. Um, but that's a big part of my life. Obviously, you know, God has put a desire to, to do a lot of physical challenges and to move my body in that world. And then I think the mind is something that's that's really slept on, and I'm glad we're having this intentional conversation about it. But you've kind of referenced how you you attack the spiritual side of it by getting in the Word in the morning and kind of setting your, your intention that way. What are, you know, what are the impacts of physical training to your mindset and to, you know, just mindfulness? Oh, man, I think physical training is so important for your mentality and your mental health because you are challenging your mind by challenging your, phys- your physical components, right? Like by challenging the physical, you are inherently challenging the mental because you cannot get through a physical challenge without challenging your mind. Whether it is, I had to turn my mind off to get this done, I really had to dig deep within my mind to say, you know what, I'm going to finish this. Like sometimes there's like workouts where I'm like looking at it and I'm like, I got four exercises left and I'm like, <laughs> I want to leave. Like, I want to, I don't want to be here. I want to leave. And then my mind is like, well, are you a bitch? Are you? (laughs) Are you? I mean, just straight up, like, are you going to not finish what you said you were going to do? Are you going to cower to these four exercises? Because here's the thing too, right? Just because I have four, and and again, this is all about the mental challenge and the battle that I'm having within my own mind. It's like, just because I have to do these four exercises doesn't necessarily mean that I have to do these four exercises with the most amount of weight that I've ever tried to do these exercises with. Sometimes it's just about getting through it to make sure that you stuck to what you said you were gonna do. That's good. And a lot of times people look at fitness influencers or people who are highly, uh, um, who have a highly developed physique and I think that they think they only crush themselves day in, day out, which is not the case. There are times where I go in and I 
my weights are already listed as far as like what I've done in the past, you know, on my app, you know, in my coaching program, when you log your weights, it comes back up for the next weight. The next time you do that exercise, you can see what you did. And there'll be times where I'm like, I could do that today, but like, I'm going to feel this for like a couple days or weeks. <laughs> yes, there are times in which I will go up, of course, progressive overload. I'm going to do that so I can challenge my body. But there are other times when I'm like, literally, if I do this, I'm going to be so stressed out because I'm not just challenging my physical, I'm challenging the mental. And this is a tax on my neurological, or my nervous system. Like people got to think about that, your weights too, right? Sure. So like just getting through it sometimes is enough to make your, make a win. And so I think that that's extremely important to know, but the mental side of things is you're exercising that challenge for yourself. You're showing up for yourself when you said you would, you're doing something, you're, you're living in congruence with who you said you are versus who, who you actually are. And that just builds your self-confidence. And, you know, there's so many like studied benefits to physical exercise, to mental health. And it's like, yeah. if you're not working out and you're feeling depressed or anxious, you have a clear cut path to help yourself alleviate some of that symptom. Sure. Symptoms. Dude, that's so good. And I think, you know, people that maybe follow you on Instagram, I, my hope is, and I know there are a large portion of people that are incredibly inspired by the content you post. But on the flip side, I'm sure there are some people that maybe you're a little overwhelmed or see you do a triple backflip into a push-up. I don't know. You do some crazy stuff. And they might be like, I don't know where to start. And I think the cool part about it is, obviously, you're someone, and we both, we love fitness, and we like to push ourselves. But no matter who you are, you should have some level of movement. Because even like what you said this morning, like you didn't say you woke up and you went and did the craziest workout. You went up and went, you woke up and went for a walk. Right. You just got some blood flow. You got some movement. You got some steps in. You got some vitamin D from the sun. Like those are things that I think people can quickly adapt and, and take to, you know, their routines and not have to, it's not a heavy lift, but obviously there's, there's more you can do with that realm. But I think the bare minimum is some movement because that really does affect the mind. A hundred percent. Again, movement gives you it puts your body into motion and it, it gets you out of these stagnant emotions, it gets you out of these stagnant thoughts. And when you're, when you're moving, you start to think differently. You start to feel differently. So it gives you a, an elevated perspective versus like just sitting there all day, just like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing nothing. Cause that's how it felt. That's how I feel sometimes. Sure. I don't want to do nothing. Well, let me go do something. First of all, it's a blessing that I get to do anything. Mm. Secondarily, like if I go do something, maybe that will lead to something else, and it typically will. And uh, I think that that's extremely important for people who are thinking like, how do I even get started? Yeah. You gotta just get started, and it and that's not to 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 simplify it or you know alleviate the inner struggle that you might feel about resistance to getting started, but like. You have to get started. If you don't put one foot forward, if you don't take a single action towards actually getting started, you're always just going to be thinking, well, how can I get started? Mm. But the, the answer is like within the question, how can I get started? I get started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about this even before the podcast, just, you know, about how there's, there's so many things I think people really want and they'd say they want them, but like, do you really want them if you're not trying to figure it out? Do you really want them if you're not taking one step in the right direction? And again, to your point, like being sensitive to like some people really do need help, but like there's got to be some level of you trying to figure it out, of like you taking that step. You owe it to yourself too. It's not, you know, things aren't just handed to you. Right. And then you couple that with working with someone like you who's obviously well well versed and very knowledgeable in the space and can help you grow and learn more, but there's got to be some initial push internally for you to get get the ball rolling. Right. 
Let me ask you a question. When you've been coached by somebody and they've, whether it's in your sports or any, any facet of your life, when you've been coached by someone, when they gave you instruction, did they put your mind and your body through whatever action it was that they told you that to take to benefit you? They did not. They did not. No. They give you the instruction. They'll give you some help. They'll give you an underdog, but then you got to swing yourself. You got to apply it. Exactly. And I think a lot of times people will look at, you know, uh, something that they want to achieve in their life, and they're waiting for somebody to give them that that underdog. So mm. They're waiting for someone to give them that push. But to be honest, it's no one's responsibility to ensure your success. It's great when you have someone that sponsors you, mentors you, and coaches you through that, and you can find that on your own. But again, that is another thing that you have to seek. Seek and you shall find. Yeah. And if you're not even seeking that basic first step, your your goals, they're not even goals because they're not even, your dreams are dead in the water because you're True. not even applying yourself. And, and again, being sensitive only to the point of saying, hey, I know that it's challenging to get started, but beyond that, you got to get started. And there's no sensitivity beyond that because it's yeah. like, dude, either you wanted to do it or you didn't. And that's the end of that. <laughs> that's true. It's a good way to look at it. And you look at like all different types of forms of leadership. But if you really are someone who's looking to grow and expand and build your mindset and all these things and you are seeking help from someone else, you should be doing that with the mindset of like, okay, I want to learn from this person, but I got to learn how to apply it myself because one, likely they're not going to be with you all the time. Right. Two, real leaders set people up to become leaders. And then you're going to have the skill set to be able to go affect and impact and help other people. Mm -hmm. But if you're just constantly living through someone else or living off, you know, them spoon feeding you a lot of the way there, it's not, it's not going to be sustainable. And you're not going to see that full element of growth that you could have if you take it within yourself and really apply it. Correct. Correct. And Ultimately, your growth is your job, it is your responsibility, and you have to tune out what other people are saying to a certain degree. If, if you're only ever seeking advice from outside sources and you're never seeking internal counsel, mm. you may be headed down a wrong path thinking that you're doing the right thing and you don't even know because you're just doing what everyone else has told you to do but you've never really consulted yourself to know, am I applying myself and my gifts, my, my God-given gifts and talents, am I applying those strengths or am I just doing something because someone else has told me that I should and totally. should want that? I want to talk to you about success because I think this goes hand in hand with the way your mind perceives everything that's going on. And we live in a world where there's so many things that are trying to occupy our attention but how do you define success and how does success play into this whole conversation and this broader topic of having a, a strong mindset? Yeah. Success is one of those things where it's kind of challenging to define because I think everyone has their own definition of success. We hear that all the time. Everyone's got their own definition of success. But I think one that sort of encapsulates success is success as forget which book I picked this up from, but it really struck struck a chord with me and it hit me you know, pretty deeply. And it was, success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. And I think that the essence of that, why that's so important is because it talks about success as the journey. It doesn't say success is like once you reach this particular point, then like 
you have gained your success. It's success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. So you first have to have some semblance of an idea of what is that worthy ideal for yourself. And then having success as the journey, the progressive realization of that. So it allows you, it frees you up to be a little bit more outcome independent because if you already had it, well then you're not progressively realizing it, it's already realized. Sure. So it gives you that space to enjoy and put effort towards the journey that you're currently walking. And I think that that's something that's extremely vital for people to understand is that success is within the process. Success is not the end goal. Success is the journey because we're not promised tomorrow. But that's true. To, cause, so if you always cast your success as this end point, well, then you could live your entire life unsuccessful. And that's not the case. Like, but if you are understanding that the progressive realization of that worthy ideal is the success that you're seeking, well, then you can live your entire life successfully. Because even on days where you're not feeling great, feeling 100%, if you're feeling 30% and you gave 30% that day, you gave your 100%. Like, yeah, it's a good <laughs> and, look at it. still successful that day. So having that understanding um, frees your mind from feeling like trapped in the this is all or nothing and the journey is where you find that success and that ties into mental health and your wellness just by understanding that it can free you up giving yourself grace on the days where you're not feeling like a million bucks giving yourself grace on the days where you may have done less than you would have liked to but you still did something towards it and I think that that's extremely crucial that's that's huge dude and I'm really glad that you explained it that way and brought that up and you talk just about the importance of the process that you know many people you know refer to but what happens I think a lot of times too and this is what they talk about in the book um, the mindful athlete is you're going to experience highs you're going to experience lows that is inevitable that happens to all of us in every walk of life no matter who you are no matter what your thing is how can you find the balance in that and and still like you said be like determine that success while you're you know pursuing the thing you're going after but but be able to find the balance within those two spectrums of highs and lows and still be mindful of like that journey through the process. Yeah, and that you're talking about that mindful awareness and that presence is like super crucial. And to what degree is your determination or your vision of success? How has that been determined? Who what influenced that for you? Mm. Do you know? Have you ever examined like do I really need that to feel successful? Do I really need to do this? And you hear me? Do, 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 be, yeah. be it, be it. If you want to be successful, then be the success that you're looking for, right? Who are you detached from outcomes, possessions, and, and accolades? Like, what does that person look like, dress like, walk like, talk like? Who are they to others? Who are they? Who is their being? And when you get in that mode and you can fix your state of mind on that state of being, you will start to magnetize different situations, different opportunities, different circumstances that will help you get to that successful realization. Sure. Rather than always thinking, well, once I get there, then I'll be this. Once I once I get there, then I'll be this. Or once once I have this, then I'll do this. Or once I do this don't have this it starts from your state of being like because if you're not already bringing that into your vortex by being that person you're gonna continue to hold things away from you and also understanding that there may be things that you think you 
really want, but then you haven't really examined the cost of those things for what that means for your journey, what that means for your family, what that means for your friends, your, your current state of mind, your, your personal reference of, of your identity. Like you first have to examine those things. What determined your definitions of success? Who is that person when they are in that successful stream? And who are you currently and what do you have to change in order to become that, to be that? Wow. And that's so good. This has been truly an incredible episode of the AIM podcast. I'm so grateful that you came on. I guess my final question wrapping this all together is if you could give one piece of advice to someone that's sitting on the other end of this, listening to this conversation, they're like, man, I love what you guys are talking about and I really do want to change my mind. I want to work on being more mindful and work on clearing my mind. What's that one piece of advice that you could just leave this episode with of someone, you know, just to be able to, to get better and to grow and to figure out a way to, to move forward? Mm-hmm. That's a great question and something I think about often that I don't, I practice meditation, but I don't do it as frequently as I know would be beneficial. But if someone is watching this and they really want to make a shift in their mind and their health, their life, their body, everything, seek ways to implement a meditation practice into your daily routine, into your life. And watch how that transforms your life because, again, awareness precedes change. Mm. And without the ability to sit with your own mind, you're never going to understand how it operates within you. And not never, not never, don't want to speak in definitives like that, but like you, when you sit with yourself in a meditative practice, whether it's a guided meditation or what have you, you'll start to understand better how your mind operates under stress, under peace, under calm while you're working, while you're not working, learn to practice meditation and it will help you expand your awareness so you can then invoke greater changes, more intentional changes in your life so you see the things start to come that that you want and you can change your identity to yourself and your state of being and that is massive. That's hands down the best thing that anybody could do if if they're looking for change. You're the man. Dude, this has been such a fun episode, man. I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for your heart and your willingness to serve and just put this this content out there, man. So thank you again for coming on the show and uh, I'm excited. Thanks, bro. It's been great. Let's go, bro. Yes, sir. Thank you guys so much for listening to another great episode of the AIM podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation and if you found value in it, I ask that you kindly share this with a friend. We want to continue to grow this community and help more and more people every single day. If you have any questions for me, if I can ever help you anyway, please reach out to me at Doug Elks on all social. I'd be happy to help you out. Let's get after this week. Let's crush it. And as always, keep ambition in mind.